The opinions and views expressed on this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show or other programs on KUCI, please log on to KUCI.org for the latest program schedule. Hey, you're listening to Get the Funk Out. I'm your host, Janine. Happy Monday, everybody. Hope you're off to a great start. I have a very special guest today. Very excited to have her on the show. Laura B. Whitmore is calling in. She's the founder of the Women's International Music Network. She had a big event at NAM last month, which is very exciting, and Orianthi was one of the featured performers. I'll let her tell you more about that. She's also producer of the Women's Music Summit, She's a journalist with GuitarWorld.com and owner of Mad Sun Marketing. Plus, in the mix, she's a singer, songwriter, and a mom. Unbelievable. How inspiring. Welcome, Laura. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good. Uh, I, you know what? You're just incredibly uh, interesting. I, I was just reading off all the great things you're doing. Um, tell me a little bit about your backstory. Were you always involved in music? Um, yeah, you know, since I was probably in elementary school, I loved music. I always knew that I wanted to go into music, and of course I wanted to be a rock star. But Nice. Um, that didn't <laughs> happen, but some other great things did, so it was okay. That's cool. Um, and I did go to school for music. My undergraduate degree is a music degree, mm-hmm. and uh, but ended up in the business side, which has worked out really fabulously for me. So That's great. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, my first job out of college was with CBS Records, which was a learning experience for sure. What did, what did you do for them? I was an assistant to one of the senior vice presidents of direct marketing, so mm-hmm. I worked uh, for the Columbia House Record Club. Nice. I don't even know oh, if it's that. around anymore. No, I don't think so. When they ask you to yeah. buy, like, a certain number of tapes. And that was, tapes. like, a pretty, uh, pretty groundbreaking yes. uh, division for them when they first launched it. And, um did sort of get a taste of marketing, which I ended up going into, you know, as a career afterwards mm-hmm. and got my degree, uh, my master's degree in marketing. Nice. Later and worked for Korg USA, which is a distributor, a musical instrument distributor of Korg, Marshall, and Vox uh, okay. products at the time. So I was the marketing manager there for many years. Nice. And that was so fun. I mean, everything you could think of, rock stars and parties and events and... Very cool. All kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, so it was a great experience for me. So you had all these different experiences that kind of built on one another, it seems. Yeah, yes, they did. And it was kind of, you know, one of those things where I wanted to go to school for music. Then I discovered, hey, marketing is really creative. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an artist as well. I do graphic design. And just sort of all those elements kind of came together. And um, I love what I do now. It's really varied. 
and, uh, you know, I've sort of realized, you know, you never know everything, and you just keep saying, hey, you know what, now I can do this, but yes. what about that thing over there? That yes. looks kind of fun, you know, so. It sounds like you never stop learning. You're always, you know, kind of pursuing your different interests. Yeah, I think that's really key for me, um, and that has actually helped me get through some tough times in my life where I maybe got a a little bit lost on Mm -hmm. occasion, um, and I just figured, well, let me try something else, something that I've always wanted to do or something a little bit maybe disruptive, Mm -hmm. you know, from my usual pattern. I like that a little disruptive. <laughs> kind of, so you kind of shake things up a little bit, you yeah. know, try something a little edgy or something different or Yeah. That's cool. And it's, it's like pretty terrifying, but Oh yeah. always rewarding and you know, one of those things where you let you look back and say, "Oh my gosh, thank goodness I did that." You right. Know? Um, right. Yeah, so it's been it's been an interesting and yes, journey with lots of twists and turns and it would make a great movie <laughs> <laughs> that's your One next day. thing that's your next thing <laughs> not done yet so <laughs> that's good that's good it's a journey not a destination as they say that's right you and know it's been a pretty crazy journey but it's a good one that's so. great that's great yeah. now we had talked offline um Tell me, you know, if you want to share, uh, obviously you've mentioned, kind of hinted, you've been through a funk before, either personal, professional. Mm-hmm. How did you find your way out? Was it music? Um, well, you know, I, yes and no. I mean, mm-hmm. I, um, I did have some, some things that happened to me. I was in a car accident that was really um, kind of horrible and bad timing and Ooh. career-wise and all these crazy things happened. I was in a lot of pain for a while. Um, Awful. You, you know, when you get to those, through those things, you're like, man, am I ever going to not feel this? You yes, know? Um, yes. And through that, through going to many doctors for that, I was diagnosed with cancer, which oh my gosh. was kind of shocking. And, um, you know, one of those things that people say, thank goodness you were in that car accident because you never would have found this cancer. But, Ugh. you know, you don't really feel that way. No, you don't. When you're, you know, in pain and then, you know, dealing with all that. But thankfully, that's been behind me for many years now. And um, And you're okay. And I'm okay, and I'm great, and super healthy, and exercise a lot, which is another good way to get get out of a funk. Yes, it is. But, you know, one thing that I did do that really helped me um, was I took some classes. I have been a songwriter my whole life, practically, and actually, when I was younger, I really wanted to go to Berkeley College of Music, but my parents... uh, didn't really like that path for me. They wanted me mm-hmm. to take some business classes and sort of go to a university. So, you know, later in my career, I got to know people at Berkeley uh, in Boston, and mm-hmm. they offered to uh, allow me to take one of their online courses in songwriting. And oh, nice. I just loved it. I felt so good, like, taking a Berkeley course finally. Oh, it was yeah. like one of those, you know, lifelong things mm-hmm. I always wanted to do and wrote so many songs that I loved and learned a lot and met interesting people and that just kind of lifted me up you know let me ask you did you already have the mechanics of songwriting or did that really give you all the foundation that you wanted you know I had I had been writing for many years and I was a music major so I had some training mm-hmm. but it definitely taught me some techniques and styles that I had not known before and made me better at what I that's great. What I did, for sure. That is great. They offer some amazing online classes uh, yeah. I've heard about. Yeah, they do. And they're so great. I mean, you interact with the students and the teacher. You get feedback. It's 
I've taken three of them now, so wow. <laughs> it's almost like you need to write an album, take a songwriting class, because there's deadlines, you yes, know, which yes. I find incredibly helpful. I need deadlines. Um, I need you deadlines. Know, deadlines. Yeah. Like, you need to have a song every week. Well, okay. They're not all going to be good, but there's something <laughs> there, you know, so it's good. What yeah. what What is some of the, um, you know, the where do you draw your content from, from your songs, from your own life or things you've experienced? Um, you know, I have a really vivid imagination. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> and sometimes it's from my own life, and sometimes it's just whatever pops out of my brain in the shower. You yeah. know, you never know. Yeah, yeah. Gonna that's going to come good. up, and I might see something on TV or just put myself in somebody's shoes and mm-hmm. say, what if this was their story? You know, That's great. So that's great. It's not all about me. <laughs> Although mostly in the first person, I do tend to say I in my songs a lot, but they're not, <laughs> they're not always about me. <laughs> Are you performing a lot? Because I know you're a singer-songwriter and you um, play guitar. I, I won't say a lot, but I did play at the NAMM show oh, you uh, did. last month, which mm-hmm. is really fun. I performed in the TV booth, and I, I would do some other work with TV nice. electronics, so that was really cool. And I host a, uh, a chapter of the West Coast Songwriters Association, their monthly sync songwriter competition night out here where I live in Contra Costa County. Okay. So I do perform at least once a month at that. Uh, songwriter night, and I, I'm actually in a band as well, and I have a have a gig in a couple of weeks. So, what's the name of your I, band? I what's that? What's the name of your band? It's called Summer Music Project, and uh, it's just a local band of folks, uh, mostly parents mm-hmm. <laughs> that That's I do through my kids, and it's fun. We um we don't play it all that often, but. It's just a great outlet, and they're great players. That's good. You know, That's we're good. We're just crazy busy, like everybody. Do you guys get together once a week or every couple of weeks and rehearse, or you just rehearse um, when you're playing? Yeah, we get together every couple of weeks, mm-hmm. but especially if we have a like performance coming up, then like we've been rehearsing a couple nights a week now because nice. we're getting we're getting ready. That's and I'm good. actually going to sing a Taylor Taylor Swift. We are <laughs> we are never getting back together. Oh, you are. <laughs> totally <laughs> cracks me up. <laughs> It was a special request, so I was oh, like, all so right. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a little old for that, but I could do it. <laughs> all right. That's cute. Yeah, it's cute. It's fun. You, so you watched the Grammys last night. I did, yeah. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. I actually loved um, Alicia Keys Yeah. and uh, Adam Levine. They were awesome. They were great. Yeah. I actually, my, my somebody asked me what my favorite moment was, and I think it was... Um, Jack White playing with that all-female band. Um, just the first song he did was just, that was great. I love that. Was that later on in the night? Was that? Yeah. Oh, okay, I missed it. it. I, I had to go crash. <laughs> the person I talked to missed it, too. They're like, oh, my God, I missed that. I have to look it up. I'm like, it was just great. I'm going to look it up. The band was killer. I'm going to look it up. And he sounded awesome. And yeah. Anyway. No. But I, you know, it's funny, that whole memo about the clothes, I thought that the outfits were kind of boring this year, so I was kind of bummed. <laughs> and then, you, you know, Justin Timberlake was extremely classy with his yes. uh, old school yes. vibe. And, I know. You know, I, I, I give him a lot of credit. I thought it was kind of cool. He's very talented, you know. Yeah. It's, it's sort of like, hey, yeah, I'm, a, I'm actually, you know, I'm a, I'm a real musician, right. you know, so. Right. It was good. I yeah. thought he did a good job. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. How late did it go? Did you watch the whole thing? Um, yeah, I did. I think it ended around 11.30. Wow. Or so, something like that. You're hardcore. <laughs> uh, you know, I devoted it, so I started it an hour late. Oh, so oh you could, did. So I could p- p- power through the commercial. <laughs> you're, my, you're my hero, staying up so late. I'm a, you know, I'm a mom, too, but, man, uh, I need my sleep. You know, I'm a late-night person. 
I'm usually up pretty late, and oh, then I get hard. up really early to get my kids to school. So, do you drink coffee? You must. You know, I am not. Oh, <gasps> my doctor said no caffeine. Oh. So no, I don't. I'm just, I'm just naturally energetic. <laughs> How do you do it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Tell me, I'm so hooked on caffeine. I get pretty tired sometimes. Oh but. yeah, I can't even imagine. And you know, I work from home, so the bed is like you know right across the hall. Yeah. So. I got to tell you, I am so tired in the morning. This is good. This is crazy. I make oatmeal in the morning for my kids. They eat in the car. I put garlic powder in the oatmeal one morning instead of the cinnamon. Oh, no. Oh, that's so <laughs> I caught it before they got it. But, I mean, I've done <laughs> things like put orange juice in my coffee instead of milk. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty tired. Anyway, so tell me something. You have, you were sharing with me, you have a tattoo on your hand of a morning yeah. glory. Tell me about that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I got that a few years. Actually, I got two tattoos at the same time. So my, my company's called Mad Sun Marketing, and I have this tattoo of a sun on my upper arm, my left side. Yeah. And at the same time that I got that tattoo, I really um, <clears throat> was inspired to get a, a really small tattoo on my right hand, which is of a morning glory. It's just black and white. Mm-hmm. And it just, um, just to remind me that, you know, morning glories only blossom when the light is shining on them. And it's sort of a touchstone for me to remember, like, don't be afraid of the spotlight. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to, you know, step out and shine. Mm -hmm. Do you get stage fright, Laura? um, Yeah, not as much as I used to. Mm -hmm. I've been working on that. I've been, you know, I hosted the... um, the She Rocks Awards I know. this year, and I was really worried that I was going to be nervous because I was up on stage for like an hour in front of 250 industry people, but oh. I was not nervous at all. That's so I, great. So I've definitely gotten better. That's great. I think it's a confidence issue, you know? The more confident in you, you yes. are in your ability to do what you're going to do, then yes. the less nervous you get. So. Well, and the more you do it, the more confident yeah, you're going to yeah. be. It's like anything. You just you keep doing it and doing yeah. it, and you get up there, and you're like, oh, I forgot. I, yeah. Was I supposed to be nervous? Another thing. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about that, that unbelievable event. Orianthi was there. Yeah. How yeah. did how did you start this whole event? Um, you know, well, it, it's, uh, I'll try to give you the short version of a long story. All right. <laughs> um, so I write a column for Guitar World magazine called Guitar Girl, mm-hmm. and it features female uh, guitarists and musicians and I've been writing that for about two years, and it's been really well-received, and it's, uh, you know, fabulous feedback from that column, and and after that sort of developed into, um, you know, some other events and um, things that I'm doing that focus on female musicians and women in the music industry. And my publisher, New Bay Media, which is the publisher of Guitar World and also Guitar Player and Bass Player and a bunch of other music industry magazines, mm-hmm. um, they do an award show in another industry that they're involved in, in the broadcast industry. Okay. Um, so they were talking to me about, man, you know, it might be great to do some awards for women in the music industry, and what do you think as sort of, you know, an expert in that area? That's great. <laughs> and I, I loved it. I had always wanted to do an event that just brought women together in the music industry from mm-hmm. the sort of musical instrument side of things, because I've been going yes. to this trade show, NAM for... I don't even want to tell you how many years, 30 years or whatever. Oh. And I I felt like, man, I don't even know the other women, you know, in yes. this industry. It, we're such a minority, and we should support each other. So it sort of grew out of that idea that, 
you know, we should get everybody together. We should do something that really is supportive. I love and it. Kind of sort of shines a spotlight on these successful women that are role models and, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of spearheads that idea that women in the industry should support each other and lift each other up. So I think it's great. that's where the She Rocks Awards kind of came from. And it's it was great. a fantastic event. Just great. Yeah. That is great. That is great. <laughs> and how did you choose, you know, let's say Orianthe? Did this come mm-hmm. about through people you know? Yeah. So Orianthe, uh, she was incredibly gracious and what a great player and just her even her manager and her publicist were just fabulous to work with and I got to know her through Dean Markley Strings which mm-hmm. um, actually they're one of my clients I do some marketing work for them and, and she's a Dean Markley artist mm-hmm. and so I was speaking to the artist relations person and I said man you know I'd really love to honor Orianthe what do you think and so he reached out to her for me and she was, you know, she was like, yeah, that's fabulous. Great. So, that's great. Yeah, that's sort of how that came about. And, and Dean Markley has been really great and supportive of all the, you know, women's initiatives that I'm working on. And, nice. Yeah. And Tish Saravolo, I, I know very well through yeah. Daisy Rock. Yeah, I mean, Tish is an icon in the industry for, you know, for this whole area of, you know, getting girls playing guitar and... I think what she's doing is amazingly great. I mean, she stuck her neck out years ago I know. trying to get this going, and, and I was really delighted to honor her. I mean, she's, Incredible. she's a ballsy lady, too. Isn't she? She can, she? <laughs> she can step out there and do what needs to be done. Oh, I love know? it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I met her years ago because I was putting together some events uh, featuring women in music, Mama Palooza here in Orange County. And uh-huh. um, I went to her office and... We talked, and she donated guitars to my events. And um, she was telling me on my show that uh, how this whole Daisy Rock concept came up with her daughter doodling a uh, daisy on a napkin. Really? Yes. And her friend had passed away from breast cancer. She wanted to honor her. Wow. And, uh, yeah, she's incredible. See, but she was able to take a doodle and make it into, like, this amazing company. Yes. So kudos to her. Yes. Amazing. And also, yeah. you know, you get some of your best ideas from your kids if you really listen. That's so true. Yes. That's how I named my company, Man Sun Marketing. Really? Yeah. It's a short story, I'll tell you. Tell me. <laughs> so my son came home with his drawing one day, and it was his son with this crazy face and sunglasses on and this crazy mouth. And, I, I, you know, I think he was in kindergarten or mm-hmm. something at the time. and. So I said, what is that? And he said, that's the mad son. I'm like, get out of here, the <laughs> mad son. Where did you get that idea from? He's like, I don't know. just came, See? came to my head. So See, and you, you went with it. And you went, went with, with it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's a great name. Yeah. I was just like, that's so cool, the mad son. <laughs> and he must so appreciate how you took his idea and, you know, you're living it. Yeah, I think I think he does. He's, I have some of his art on my walls in my office of... <laughs> It's been great, yeah. That's great. That is really yeah. great. Tell me, where where do you see this event going? The Women's International Music Network. This is a was this the first event? Did you say? Yeah. So the Women's International Music Network is sort of the umbrella organization that um, I created just in November. I launched a website um, to sort of um, bring women together. We have a website. It's thewomen.com, T H E W I M N. Okay. And. Um, we have news there. We feature um, every week. We feature another woman in the industry, and we do interviews with different, you know, industry women. Nice. Talk to them about what they're doing, and then we'll, we produce events like the She Rocks Awards and the Women's Music Summit, which is uh, coming up 
this summer at Musicians Institute. And uh, actually, we have an announcement going out today. We uh, we just announced the dates of the Women's Music Summit, which is July 26th through the 28th at Musicians Institute. So that's really exciting and fun. Nice. And yeah, the women, uh, the women, the Women's International Music Network's goal is to sort of bring together other women's organizations that are out there and um, post their news and their events and just kind of, you know, organize everybody and support all these organizations. And Beautiful. You know, the response to that as well has been really fabulous. And as far as the She Rocks Awards goes, um, we are, are already working on next year's She Rocks Awards because the response is so incredibly positive. Nice. You know, so many women um, and men even, you know, people that participated or heard about the event um, coming up to me and saying, what can we do? You know, we want to be part of it. So we um, have some grand ideas for next year, which I can't share yet. Good. But. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> we're definitely going to do it. I'd uh, love it to be there. This year I couldn't. Totally awesome. Yeah, you should come. It was pretty to. incredible. I yeah. would love to. And but it was also sort of, you know, one of those events where I was, you know, I was on a tight budget and I was literally like, you know, hand making the centerpiece. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, sure. Of course. <laughs> Setting up drum kits and all this other fun stuff. And my, my assistant, Tom Gilbert, was incredibly helpful That's in getting great. everything ready to go. And That's great. It was, it was like, you know, one of those... Also, you know, I don't know if you've done any event production. I but have. I say events. Producing events is 95%, oh, my God, what did I do? Yeah. And 5%, 5%, that was incredible. I can't wait to do it again. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Very that cool. Was incredible. I can't wait to do, to do it again. I know. <laughs> and, you know, it's over in a flash. Yes, it is. It is. And I think that's why I wasn't nervous, because I was literally troubleshooting up to, like, the moment I went on the stage. Mm-hmm. So I was just in, like, happens. event production mode, you yes. know? Yes, yes. And, and I just got up there. I'm like, okay, this is the next thing that has to happen. Perfect, you know? perfect. So, uh, so yeah. tell me about the Musicians Institute event in the summer. Is that open to people of all different levels? Yes, it is. So um, the Women's Music Summit, we did the first one last year uh, in New York, and it was sort of an experiment, and it was an incredible experiment. Um, we brought a bunch of women uh, to a resort in the Catskills, and we had Michelle and Degicello and Marnie Stern and Melina Moy and Melissa Oftemare, of four artists, come and do clinics and workshops and jam with the students and nice. do Q&A sessions, and it was a three-day event, so everybody kind of stays together, and we have all our meals together with the artists and everything. Um, and so this event I wanted to do this year on the other coast, so it's going to be in Los Angeles at Musicians Institute who have been incredibly great in working with me on this project. And I'm still working on who the artists are going to be. I have some already um, confirmed, but I can't disclose them yet because we're, we're doing paperwork. All right. <laughs> but, but it will be the same thing. So we'll be at Musicians Institute for three days, and we'll do workshops and master classes and jam sessions. And we did, like last year, we did a collaborative songwriting workshop, which was really cool because we got – people that didn't know each other writing music together, and then we shared it on the last day, and it was it is, was just so supportive and uplifting. And Is there, excuse me, is there a big gig at the, on the last day where everybody's performing? Um, every night we do performances. So nice. the, fir- the very first night when you get there, we do an open mic just mm-hmm. so people can kind of share mm-hmm. what, they, what they've written themselves and what, they, what kind of music they like to do, and everybody can kind of see, you know, who they are and 
it's sort of a meet and greet kind of thing. And then the other following nights, the other two nights, um, we do things where the artists participate and also, you know, the, the attendees that are there get to play and jam together. And so it's not like, I wouldn't call it a performance. It's more participatory. You nice. know, you're not really, you, you might watch some of the artists play their stuff, but mm-hmm. my goal is to get people up there playing. So. That's great. Like last year, Michelle and Degachala like jammed with a bunch of people, which was so cool. That's so cool. You know, so people have a video of themselves playing with Michelle and Degachala, you know, which is just an amazing experience. I love it. And, you know, so many women last year came up to me and said, "This wow, this changed my life. You know, we, we did other things too, like industry panels, which I think were some of the most valuable parts of the summit as well you know, helping these women understand the business side of things, promotion, sure. um, legal rights, you know, how do, how do you get your royalties, like those sorts of ideas. And, and the women that were on those panels were just super supportive, too. They hung out. They answered questions. They had dinner with everybody, you know, so they were really That's available. so nice. That's so nice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back mm-hmm. in just a few minutes. You've been listening to Get the Funk Out. I'm talking with Laura B. Whitmore, and we'll be back in just a minute. Hang tight, Laura. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. This is Anthony Hopkins with an important message about cancer prevention and treatment. Did you know that the right foods can help prevent this frightening disease? New studies show that fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and other high-fiber vegetarian foods reduce the risk of certain cancers, and they may even improve survival. Visit cancerproject.org or call 866-906-WELL. Brought to you by The Cancer Project, a non-profit organization advancing cancer prevention and survival. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, tutor a child who needs help, Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Entire communities improve. The path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader, tutor or mentor. Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Are you sick of idiots on the road? Well, so are we, which is why we'd like to give you all a few tips for driving in California. First, if you're slowing down to take a right turn, please, we beg you, move into the bike lane if there's no one there, of course. This is so that the cars behind you don't have to slow down. Second, if you're on the freeway, try and stay out of the right lane when people are merging. This streamlines the merging process and helps everyone to get to their destination faster. Finally, please don't get into the far left lane and then drive slowly. Don't be that person. Nobody likes that person. Thank you.
Hi there, you're listening to Get the Funk Out. I'm your host, Janine, and we are back with Laura B. Whitmore. Hey, Laura. Hey. You have done so many interesting things. I, I don't know how you juggle all this. Mom, singer-songwriter, uh, tell me, how did you get involved in Guitar World, writing for them? You know, when I was at Court USA, I used to buy advertising from them, and I had a, had a relationship. I did PR mm-hmm. for a while for them, too, and so... I had a relationship with the editors and the publisher uh, with Guitar World for many, many years. And nice. I, you know, I used to just go hang out with them, and we became very friendly. And I don't. I guess I was, you know, they hired me as a marketing consultant, um, and I still consult for them with some marketing projects and business development projects. And um, I was there when they were re-launching their website, and they said to me, Laura, we need some, you know, we need some new blogs and columns, and what do you think? And I came up with a list of ideas for them, and then I said, what about one that focuses on female players? You Because they hardly ever covered women unless they were really big that's right. artists. You that's know? right. So they said, hey, that's a great idea. Who's going to write it? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hello. And there here? you were. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so that's kind of how it happened. I just kind of made it up as I went along, but I was in the right place at the right time and had the right idea. So Perfect, perfect. Yeah. Who are some of the people you interviewed when it first launched? Um, oh, gosh. I, Just so many. So many. And uh, some of my favorite interviews, are, I interviewed Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm recently, and mm-hmm. I think she just won a Grammy last night. Um, she was just great to talk to. I was on the phone with her for like an hour. I <laughs> <laughs> thought she was so cool. And I did also interview Orianti recently and uh, this really great guitarist named Melina Moy, who I had come out to the summit mm-hmm. after that because I thought she was just really inspiring. She would be a great person for your show. Okay. <laughs> she's this young woman, but she totally inspired me. I was like, man, she's fearless, you know? I love that. Um, yeah, and uh, gosh, who else? Um, Ani DeFranco I've interviewed. Oh, and, she's really interesting. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, just lots of people. I don't know. So, Carolyn Wonderland, who I love, this great blues player. and It's kind of a nice mix of you know any style of music mm-hmm. and... Just people that are, you know, I do interview like singer-songwriters, but also just really great guitar players. Now, basically you do all these interviews by phone, or are you doing them, you know, face-to-face? Yeah, mostly by phone. I I occasionally will go out to the show, um, do a show review or something like that, but most of the um, interviews are over the phone. That's great. That's great. What is your, and I haven't seen you perform, I want to, you're some videos of you online? Yeah, there's a couple of videos, and actually I have a whole bunch more from Nam that I have to upload. I have a, a YouTube channel, slash Laura B. Whitmore, uh-huh. um, and there's actually there's a video up there. This is a good story. So last year, oh, it's just a year ago, for Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. um, my husband works also in the industry, and he has an affiliation with the John Lennon tour bus. Oh, yeah, tour bus. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So he um, arranged for them to be in our area, and... Um, set it up so that I could record a song on the tour bus. Very so nice. I wrote a new song that I literally finished like two days before. Because <laughs> wow. I was inspired. I was like, this is a great song. And yeah. I went up on the bus and I recorded it and I, they shot a video, which was like just the weirdest feeling. How um, nice. So there's a video from me re- recording this song on the tour bus. And at the same it. time, 
I started writing a new column for Guitar World about what it's like as an acoustic player to start playing electric guitar. Mm-hmm. Because I had worked, you know, I worked with like Marshall and Vox, but I never literally ever plugged in to an amp. I was an acoustic player. What'd so you think? Just, yeah, and you know what? It was, it's incredibly fun. It is fun. And, and it is easier. It is. Well, the, the neck is smaller usually. The yeah, strings are smaller. You know, so, and I've been able to do more work up the neck. And, yeah. Um, so I, I, as I was doing this recording on the John Lennon bus, I was writing about, hey, here's the first time I've ever recorded with electric guitar, and it happens to be on the John Lennon. How but, nice. So there's an article about that, and there's a video, and... Um, and, you know, I think there's a couple other videos up there, too, of some live stuff. But I'm going to look for it. And tell me, are there yeah. some special pedals you love to play with? Now that no, you're I haven't really gotten into pedals yet, although I think I need a reverb pedal because... I don't know. It just feels like they're, they're so much fun. I took my daughter. We went to a Guitar Center, and you just try all these pedals, and they're just, yeah. oh, my gosh. One after the the next is just they grab you. They're like candy, too. Yes, they're so they are. Pretty and they're just cool. And <laughs> Especially at NAMM. Yeah. You, go, you go to NAMM, wow. and it's like you're in this huge candy store. <laughs> right. I know. They're like, ooh. They they are super cool. And I've actually worked with a few different clients, so companies that make pedals. I just... I don't know. I, I, I have to like, kind of limit my time somewhere. I guess pedals are beyond my... Forget it. I shouldn't have mentioned it. <laughs> Your husband will never see you again. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, I'll get two hours of sleep instead of three. <laughs> I know. You know, one year for Valentine's Day, I think he asked me, like, what do you want? I'm like, a new pedal. <laughs> see? That's I right. I know. What does he think about all the things you're doing? What do I think about No, it? what does I he think? think uh, what does he think about all these oh, things you're doing? Oh, my husband? Yeah, he must think it's so cool. He thinks it's awesome. That's great. You know, we're both pretty ambitious people. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't get a lot of rest either of us, and we, we both work in the same industry. So you know, it's something like we'll go to the same trade show and we'll see each other. You know, just yeah. a couple of hours. You know, um, but it's it's been great, and my kids think it's kind of cool too. I think they, they might not admit it to me. How many <laughs> how many kids do you have? Do you mind saying? No, I don't mind. I have two kids. Mm-hmm. My daughter is. 16, and she's a junior in high school, mm-hmm. and my son is 12. He just turned 12 this weekend. Oh, happy birthday. And, yeah. Are they musical? So my, um, my son plays the trombone. Nice. And my daughter is actually, like, a really great drummer, but she's she just does it for fun. She's not, you know, she doesn't have a bug. All right. She's really good at it. It's kind of weird. She could just literally sit down and just rock out. Wow. And we have a kit. Our, our living room is, you know, a grand piano, a drum kit, five amps, three guitars. Um, so, <laughs> Your neighbors hate you? or? <laughs> no, actually. Oh, they're like, we never hear you play anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they're pretty good about it. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. How fun. Yeah, so it's been fun. But anyway, my daughter one day she said to me, "Mom, I'm so glad you don't work like for a dental office or something. Like you have, you do something cool. You do. <laughs> you really do." So I was like, "Okay." I mean, look at all these great things you're doing. How inspiring for your daughter and your son. Yeah, you know, I think you know my daughter is you know looking at college now and mm-hmm. trying to figure out what she wants to do and. I've just said to her, like, just do the thing you love. Everything else will work itself out. That's right. That's right. I know, because if you run after the money, it doesn't mean you're going to be happy. Exactly. You know? Yeah, and I think, I don't know, you always hear stories about people that do that and just regret it later. That's right. That's right. Do you have a mantra or a quote you live by? 
Not really. The closest thing I could say to that is that I sort of have this personal philosophy of you got to show up. Like, I'm one of those people that... I will make plans with people. I will show up. If the weather is bad, I don't care. I'm mm-hmm. going to go to the show. I'm going to, somebody invites me to travel somewhere, I'm going, you know. And yes. I think a lot of people kind of negotiate that out of their lives, you know. Yes. Like, oh, I got invited to this thing, but oh, I'm probably going to have to take care of this other thing or whatever. Right. And I just always find a way to do it and... I never regret it. I always am glad. Like, I might be tired, but I still go out to that show, and I'm always like, wow, that was so great. I'm so glad I went out. That is great. So that's kind of my, I guess that's my my personal philosophy. Well, that's good. It's like, yeah. you know, show up. So You know, most of the time when you, when you think, like, I don't want to go, I'm tired, I'm this, I'm that, and then you show up, you have the best time. Most of the right? time. Yes, yeah. yes. And you think, oh, I'm so glad I didn't miss this. Right, I know. And there's just some times when you are, like, just exhausted, mm-hmm. but it's, I don't know, those things energize you. So That's right. Yeah. They, they feed your soul kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you have any advice for people who've been in a funk or just trying to find their way, want to switch gears? Um, you know, I think maybe that's, that goes along with some of the stuff we talked about earlier, like learn something new, mm-hmm. you know, kind of disrupt your routine you know even like for a while I really wanted to write more and I couldn't get a writing assignment so I started writing for examiner.com which I don't know if you know their model it's you know they pay you by how many clicks oh no I didn't know that click on you (laughs) so unless you get like a lot of clicks you don't make anything yeah you know um but it can get you some attention. It can get you, um, you know, some other things besides money that can be helpful. So well, that's good. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's. I think people, you know, stop themselves out of fear or fear of failure, and um, it's really hard. I, I don't like to be preachy because no, it's I, okay. You know, but I, I don't know. I think just trying something, something different, is right. really important. Yeah. I, I find if there's something that's always been nagging at you that you say, oh, I wish I could have, or, you know, I yeah. wish I had, just go and do it. You know, if there's one night a week where you feel like you can get a sitter or your partner can yeah. help you, just go and do it. Exactly. And, you know, sometimes those things are challenging, but, yes. you know, even like, like you said, a sitter, like, hey, I have a neighbor I'll just swap sitting with, you know, yes. it cost nothing. And then you so true. find a way to do it, you know. So, so true. It's hard, though. Like, I've always lived, since I left home, I've lived without family in my area. Uh And it is kind of hard to, you know, rely on friends and neighbors and and that sort of thing. But I found, like, if you get into the right community, then they rely on you, too. You have to, you know, give and take. That's right. It's important. Now, you're from New York. What made you switch coasts? Um, yeah, I was, I, I actually am originally from Massachusetts. Oh, Massachusetts. I grew up, and okay. then I moved to New York to go to college, and, um, I was in New York for 25 years, and I, I still love New York, but, oh, yeah. um, I was going through a lot, you know, that whole car accident and everything else going on, some things at work that weren't, weren't especially supportive, mm-hmm. and, uh, my husband got this incredible job offer, and... It was like sort of one of those offers you can't refuse kind yes. of things that come once in a lifetime. That's right. <laughs> and we were like, you know what? Maybe it is time for a change because we, we sort of felt like, okay, what are we doing here? We're kind of spinning our wheels. Yes, so, yes. So that was it. We just took a leap of faith and 
That was quite the big move. It's huge. But, it's a huge yeah. move. I, I was yeah. living in Boston. In 2000, we moved. I uh, mm-hmm. was living in Brookline, and uh, that's the best thing we did. Yeah. You know? I was born in Brookline Hospital. So you you were? <laughs> yes, I was. The, the, is it Beth Israel? <laughs> Hospital in Brooklyn? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't remember the name of the hospital. I think that could be it. Could be it. <laughs> could be it. Where did you Where did you grow up in uh, Boston? Framingham. Okay. Yeah, I used my to work. My dad still lives there. Yeah, my whole family is still there. You don't really have an accent. No, no. I've tried not to really have any kind of accent, but... That's good. That's good. It's been kind of intentional. <laughs> That's good. That's you good. don't want to have a Long Island accent either. <laughs> no, you don't. I lived there when I was little. I'm glad I don't have one. Yeah. I was really yeah. little. Um it's nice to experience Boston, uh, also because of the music scene, and then you have yeah. a chance to have New York, yeah. you know, yeah. two great you know, different yeah. areas. And even here in San Francisco, where I live, the music scene is incredibly great. Um, right. So I've always lived where there's been a really great music scene, and, you know, being in the music business, it's sort of, you know, one of the criteria of, where do I live? It's going to have a really good mm-hmm. you know, music, supportive music scene, so... Let me ask you, because 2013 has just started, what are some exciting things you have on the horizon? Um, well, I've got the events coming up, the Women's Summit, and um, I mentioned briefly when we were off air that I'm working on hopefully showcasing, uh, hosting a showcase at the ASCAP Expo. Mm-hmm. And then I will be at South by Southwest um, with a new client launching a new product, so that'll be really fun. Nice. Um, but also, like, some really exciting things in the works that I can't talk about. Actually, more event production, which um, I've always loved event production. And some people hate it because it's really stressful. But I don't know. There's something about making something like that all come together that I find really thrilling. So some really um, interesting events coming up that I can't, that I'll be I on can't tell you. And more writing, and I've been sort of toying with the idea of writing a book, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if I can rein myself in to like sit at my computer and write a book. You know what, though? They say if you just write a little bit here and there, <laughs> you know, one page a week. I'd rather write a song, I guess. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, and some recording. Oh, my gosh. So I have this new song that I wrote um, while I was taking a Berkeley course, and mm-hmm. I was so in love with it that I sent it to this friend of mine who is the guitar player in Collective Soul. Oh, my gosh. And, and he loved it so much that he said, let me, write, let me arrange this for you. So he did the whole arrangement, which is incredibly, amazingly great. And oh it's still, I only have the scratch vocal on it. So I have to record, uh, hopefully next week, I'm going to be recording with them the, the new vocal track for it. And then I'll have the whole a new song out, which I'm wow, super cool. excited about. It's called Have a Little Faith. And it's a really, I actually, it's it. an inspiring song. <laughs> How did you meet him from Collective Soul? Um, just through, actually, he's a Vox. Uh, he plays Vox Amps. Mm-hmm. So I interviewed him at one point for the Vox uh, site, website and catalog. Mm-hmm. I was the editor of Vox okay. Catalog magazine that they did, and uh, just got to know him over the years. He's Very worked; nice. he's endorsed some of the products that I've worked on with clients, and he's a super great guy. Joel Kosha is his name. How cool! And uh, and it's funny because I had known I had known him for years, and I had never seen Collective Soul play live until the last tour that they did they came to san francisco and oh my gosh they are amazing yeah so good and its tone is incredibly great so i love it 
Yeah, so that song should be out really soon, and I'm super excited about that. So, yeah, one of my goals is more recording. I have lots of songs that just need me to go into the studio. And Do you have friends that look at you in awe? Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> do you? I mean, or you don't even have time to socialize. You're probably so busy. No, I have a lot of friends. Okay. No, I'm sure. I'm not saying you don't have friends. I'm just thinking, oh, my gosh, Laura, you are like one of a kind. Oh, thank you. I, yeah. I don't know. I have associates that also work in PR that say, you are making the rest of us look terrible. Right. I feel like a slug. <laughs> I'm going to go home, write a song, <laughs> take some guitar lessons online, you know, yeah. do all these things I want to do. I mean, you really are just get up and go. How many hours of sleep do you get at night? Um, probably like six or seven. I right. try. I my goal is to get in bed by eleven, but no, that rarely Doesn't happens. Happen. Midnight's probably Ugh. about right, and then I get up at like six fifteen or so. Wow, so. that's amazing. Yeah, and I have clients um, like in London and in New York, so I I'm usually get I usually get up and check my email and get back to those people right away, and that's then good. I get the kids going. You've got so. that East Coast drive too. I like that. Yeah, I'm. I I don't have. I have to say, I don't have a ton of patience. Mm-hmm. One of my flaws. <laughs> That's all right. But you get it done. You get it done. I do. I like to make decisions really fast. I'm like, you know what? It's better to just think about it. Okay, this is it. We're going to do it, and then go on. That's kind of how I. I've always worked out. I'm way. smiling. I'm thinking, does that go for like household purchases too? Like, honey, I want to ch- get new furniture. He comes home, you have a whole oh. new dining room. Oh my set. god, no! <laughs> like my son hates that. I'm sort of one of those people that I will buy something and it will be with me for like the rest of my life. Oh, so I take oh. a really long time to decide on what. Oh, I want. okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> like I needed a blender, and my son was so frustrated because he couldn't make you know smoothies and mm-hmm. stuff. And it, it took me like a year to pick out a blender. Oh, that's funny. You know, shop by the I, best I, price. I don't know yeah. why. I just I'm like, I'm going to have this blender for like 20 years. It needs to be the right one. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. <laughs> He's like, I don't want smoothies anymore, okay? You, <laughs> it's too I late. I other things. I'm like, okay, that's it. Let's move on, you know. That's funny. So, that's yeah. so funny. Yeah. So if people want more information about you or mm-hmm. anything you're doing, where should they go? Well, you can go to my company website, which is mad-sun.com, M-A-D-S-U-N. .com or thewomen.com, T-H-E-W-I-M-N.com. Nice, nice. Or you can, or anywhere, I don't know. Google or anywhere. Google Laura B. Whitmore, you'll find me. Google you, <laughs> and you're on YouTube. I want to check you out on YouTube. I'm on YouTube. I have a Reverb Nation site, too, ReverbNation.com slash Laura B. Whitmore. Great. Be for bodacious. <laughs> you are, girl. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah, unbelievable. No, I'm... I'm happy. I like to do. I've always liked to have a lot of things going on. Yeah, that makes, makes people happier when there's not a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, you know? no. It, it sometimes you know what I like when I'm busier. I tell my girls it's better to be busier than and have a, a variety in your life than than not. I think that's a way to get out of a funk too. Like when you don't have enough to do and you're mm-hmm. just sort of like, oh, you know, watching TV, whatever. It just kind of right adds to that cycle of feeling like you're not doing anything. Yes, you know. Yes. Yeah. And too many people just get on, like, Facebook and spend hours and hours. Right? And you got to be, yeah. <laughs> then you got nothing. Oh, yeah. good, I spent three hours on Facebook. You're looking up your old boyfriends, your old friends. <laughs> <you're> n- <laughs> and they're all doing stuff, see? Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, it was great having you on the show. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up? 
No, I thank you so much. I'm I'm very excited about 2013. There's Sounds amazing. More fun stuff ahead. That's what I always say. More fun coming. Well, <laughs> keep me posted, and I'll share it with okay. the listeners as we go. Thank you. All right. You have a great day. Okay. Take thank care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Laura B. Whitmore, and uh, again, Google her. She's doing all kinds of exciting things. Founder of the Women's International Music Network, producer of the Women's Music Summit, journalist for Guitar World, and owner of Mad Sun Marketing, mad-sun.com. Up next, Sheldon Abbott with Cure for the Blues. I'm your host, Janine. I'll be back here next week with more Get the Funk Out. Have a great week, everybody. For this. Yeah, uh, presets, presets, use the presets. Oh, come on, dude. Your whole life is preset. Try something new. Welcome to KCI Irvine. Escape from the Ordinary. KCI.org.